Hello and welcome to Monocle on Culture with me, Robert Bound. On today's programme, we're talking about The Disciple, a new film written and directed by the Indian director Chaitanya Tamane, whose debut outing was the much-fancied courtroom drama The Court. The Disciple was executive produced by Alfonso Cuaron, the box office big boy behind Itumama Tambien, Roma and Gravity. And I'll be speaking to both Chaitanya and Alfonso in the course of this show. The Disciple is an incredibly atmospheric movie about an idealistic young singer in Mumbai who's chosen to specialise in a very specific form of Hindustani sacred classical music, the rag, the singing of which is a semi-improvised incantation that puts the audience and the singer into a trance-like state. Our man Sharad, played by Aditya Modak, is dedicated to the craft and one of its great unsung practitioners and his guru, played by Aaron Dravid, a tough audience and tutor in one. On nighttime motorbike rides, Sherard communes with the voice of a sage-like singer and another acquired taste whom Sherard believes no one is quite pure and dedicated enough to fully appreciate. In fact, it is a film about dedication to the right things or the right readings of things, to people that may need us or may not. It's also an astute film about the nature of art and commerce and where they meet. Finally, perhaps, it's about the idea of preserving something rare in the face of the loss of collective public memory and lightning-fast modernisation. So, to talk about the disciple, here are Chaitanya Tamane and Alfonso Cuaron. Thank you both for your time today talking about the disciple and all the things that that flow from this um, wonderful film. So it's great to have you both on the line. Um, I'm going to ask that classic question first. It's obviously a film about learning from a master and it's a film about doing something difficult and the sort of purity of art and the purity of thought and all these sorts of things. So how did you two first establish contact and start working, working together, I guess? Yeah, so basically I met him because of uh, a mentorship program called the Rolex uh, Mentor Protégé Arts Initiative, where the idea is to get, you know, an established like a master from a discipline and an upcoming emerging artist. And uh, you have to be invited to apply for it. And I knew about this program for a while, but then I heard that it's, uh, you know, that I've been invited to apply and Alfonso is the mentor for that particular year. And I was like, absolutely, I'm going to apply. Then I was lucky enough to, you know, be on the sets of Roma as uh, his shadow. And I, you know, got to see the whole process of uh, Roma's post-production and Alfonso at work. And this was also the time when I was thinking about the disciple. I had this idea in mind. So in a way, he's always been aware of the of the film because I would share ideas with him. I shared the script with him. And in that sense, I was, again, very lucky that he gave his time and his, uh, you know, efforts even during the making of such an epic movie to this little idea of mine. And then our, I think our, our friendship has kind of evolved over the years. And uh, I feel very grateful for it. I, I would say that that story sounds uh, accurate, except uh, 
when he talks about being in the set of Roma as a shadow, yeah, that would be the case if shadows can punch you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there was something more than a, than a, than a shadow. It was a, it was a constant sounding board. It was a constant conversation. It was a creative conversation uh, that in, in which I would question my own process. And that was part of the interesting thing about how that these relationships start happening. It's nice, uh, Chaitanya, to be referred to as a shadow that can lash out and punch you. And that's that's serious intent is being shown there. But that's the thing is it's it's easy perhaps to be. And this is perhaps one of the themes of your film, uh, The Disciple. It's easy to be passive in the, uh, when you're trying to learn, when you're trying to pick up things and you're, you're on a big production like, like Roma and all the rest of it. How <laughs> how facetious is Alfonso being here and how, how, much, how much of a happy nuisance did you make yourself? I mean that in the best possible way, you know, to, to, to get in the way of things and really learn. I must tell you that again, you know, uh, Alfonso has his version of it and it sounds great, except I really tried very hard, just like everybody else on set to be out of his way. Uh, because a, of course, there is a seriousness to, to watch a master at work. And when they're so serious and so committed and so passionate about the work that they're trying to create, but be also, I just wanted to sit back and absorb as much as I could and really not be a nuisance on set. I, I tried my best. I don't know if it worked. Alfonso can tell you that, but I, I really, it was for me, I knew that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to be part of such a big project, which is being held by a visionary. So I would say uh, a lot of that learning was passive in that sense but again you know uh, I was lucky enough to be able to read the script of the film which Alfonso very generously shared with me and whenever I had any doubts or any questions he would you know answer them and be absolutely candid and honest so it was a dream you know. I, I think that the nuisance is the wrong word because that's something that I think is not in Chaitanya's nature but um thing is that, yeah, that he would be very patient and he would be there observing. And probably it was me and some that, that I would refer to him uh, in between takes or in between setups. Uh, I would hang up, hang out with him. Uh, he was the only person who read the screenplay. Nobody in the process of Roma read the screenplay. So nobody knew what I was doing, but I thought that it was fair game for Chaitanya if he was going to be following the process to have the screenplay so we could talk. And when he's talking about, I have questions, then those are the questions that question my process. Because also I had seen Court, his first film, and I, uh, I completely admired that film. And I actually, I, I admire his, his approach as a, as a filmmaker, his, his filmic approach, his language. And in many ways I was coming out in, in Roma out of my comfort zone. And for me, Court is one of those films that is very mysterious how it's made. So in many ways, I was also trying to, to drag out secrets through his own, you know, out of his own process. Yeah, I mean, these are all films that we're talking about that has such a sort of clarity of vision. From, from Roma and, and Alfonso, all your work has such a sort of through line. And Chaitanya as well, your two sort of startlingly original films that are very much sort of mood pieces as well. There's something 
dare for me to say it, but there seems like um, working with Alfonso and, and, and being on set on Roma, perhaps particularly, it, it certainly seems to have given you tons of confidence, right? To, to believe in a, in a script about something that might be, that is about a subject that exists, this particularly specific type of Hindustani classical singing, but it could be analogous to all forms of art, right? And it's about the struggle of art, the habit of art, I suppose. Did it give you that confidence working working with uh, Alfonso? Yeah, absolutely. Again, I don't know if I can call it, you know, my own confidence because a lot of that confidence very directly came from him where he really pushed me to, you know, ask for more and to not compromise and to be fearless. It's really one of the best gifts that I've received from him. If you have the vision, if you have the intent, the, the rest of it follows, it, it falls in place, but you, you need the vision first. Alfonso, I wondered whether being aware of the, of the script, um, which Titania wrote as well, for the disciple and being aware of that, such a singular idea for a story like that. Did you kind of vibe off that? Did it remind you perhaps of yourself when you were starting out and the, the necessity of having to kind of balance sort of this kind of artistic purity and the, and, and the realities of filmmaking? What I got really struck by in the screenplay is, is the greater art of it, the, the, the greater art that is, is pretty much about life and the preconceptions that we made of ourselves and the, the acceptance of where life takes us, uh, that I think is very poignant in, in the disciple. Yes, it's as much as this relationship between a guy who has like an artistic ambition, but what is interesting is what is behind that artistic ambition and how many kind of misconceptions and how many lies he has told himself in order to to, to pursue this project, this process, almost like a fervent religious faith. It's something that starts to be more intangible all the time. And uh, and I think that that's something that struck me right away. Of course, the, the from the standpoint of the young artist trying to to break into uh, and to get certain recognition. Yes, it's. I think that anybody that has done any an endeavor and doesn't need to be artistic. You know, it could be scientific, it could be technical, and that's pretty much the same search. I think it's the, and that is what makes Chaitanya's film so universal. Is yes, he he said it in the context of the classical Indian music, but I think it goes beyond that. It's about just human endeavor. The actor who plays Sharad Titania, am I right in thinking, having read around this a little bit, that this is his first kind of, although he's a classic, he's a, he's a singer, this is his first kind of film role? Because, I mean, that's <laughs> that's quite an amazing feat to have found that, found that actor and cast him. Uh, yeah, it is. It is his first film role. And um, from his very first audition, we knew that he's someone special. But it was a tough, tough role to pull off. And there was no way of knowing how it's going to turn out. Uh, till it was all done, you know, but I, I really think he's a gift to the film and we really, really lucked out with him and he gave a lot to the film, you know, and he worked really, really hard to make it look so effortless. Ah. 
re-watching this film at home in England. It's hot here at the moment and all the doors and windows are open. And both of my neighbours asked the next day what I was listening to. I was like, oh, God, that music was absolutely amazing. What were you listening to? Was that a film? What was that? It draws you in with its music. And then it's got this wonderful analogous sort of storyline about it. And Sharad has his Guruji. I don't want to draw a line, a completely obvious line between you and Alfonso, but you know, there was something of the of that relationship between the two of you, perhaps. Did that strike you when you when Alfonso was executive producing this film that there was a very that there was that line? To be very honest, not really. Till we till we finalized the the title of the film, you know, we were playing, we were toying with a few different ideas, and the minute we said, okay, maybe we'll call it the disciple, you know, that's when it kind of uh, popped up in a, in a few of our heads that okay, that there is, you know, there is this parallel that somebody might draw. The thing is that the cool thing with Alfonso is he has never once referred to me as his student or his protege. Even when I was on the sets of Roma, he would always introduce me to other people as a fellow filmmaker, as a friend. So he doesn't, I don't think he really has that uh, mindset of, you know, assuming the, the position of a guru, even though I absolutely, you know, consider him to be uh, my mentor amongst other things. So, and in Indian classical music, it's a much more formalized institution, you know, and there are a lot of unwritten rules uh, that have been assimilated by people and in that culture over you know generations and generations of certain practices so so not not really in 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 that sense i wouldn't draw a parallel you know because also these relationships change with time and the the society you're living in and and you know and how, how different generations perceive these relationships in our case you know it's it's more up to me how I justify that relationship and how I justify my own privilege of, of having access to him. But uh, he's, very, he's very cool about it. Having Alfonso on board uh, gave the film a very different kind of profile. It gave it so much more exposure and so many more people took notice of the film. And we really, you know, despite having spent so much time with him on Roma, when he you know, sort of agreed to be an executive producer on the film, we couldn't believe our luck. And, and we knew that, you know, uh, this means that the film is going to find some more audience. It's going to be in, in, in much safer hands than it would have been if, if not for him. And it's hard to quantify, you know, uh, the contribution of his association uh, to, to what it's done to the film. Yeah, just because it's got so, there is such a there is such a purity of purpose to the, to to the disciple. It's such a lovely, unsullied, perfect idea. It's rare to have a film that is such has got such a straight-eyed focus on what it what it wants to be about and hint as to what other things might be coming into play in it. I just I thought it was a wonderful thing that it looked like it hadn't been through a horrible production cycle of having to have this thing attached to it and that thing attached to it. And I, I wonder whether that yeah, that's that's something that is, I, I, I suppose, about the production side rather than anything else. All of that stuff, all those nightmares that you're talking about, I think that this is just the bread and butter of making a film. Generally speaking, I'm making a film, yeah, it's a pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing ever. It's so much fun, but it's, it's hard and there's always, there are always obstacles. And the, I, I guess that, the most stressful thing, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, Chaitanya. One thing is the, the, the practical aspect of it. 
the obstacles that you, you, you face in the way. The other one that is really difficult is when you're cutting your film and, and, and trying to go into the perfect rhythm of things and knowing that you need to lock it. And you know, you 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 believe is the best the best scenario, but then suddenly you have a, sec, a voice second guessing some of your choices, and that's I think that the one of the most difficult things to overcome in the process. And by the same token, maintain that purity that you're talking about. And I have to say, what, witnessing Chaitanya's process, I admire how he manages to. Because yeah, I see I see the, the stress, I see the, the 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 concerns, I see the worriness, but at the same time, I see that that's not affecting the end result, and that is beautiful. Yeah, I mean that that's how it's. I mean it, it is. It's such a yeah. It's a perfect world. We live. We're in a perfect world of this very specific thing that some people people have heard, but they might not have even know the name for this particular type of very beautiful uh, singing. And as we said before, we switched the microphones on for this thing. It's, it's, a, it's, you know, he's on a transcendental search for his soul, but he wants to be successful. <laughs> and are those two things mutually exclusive? Making Roma in black and white must have got some people scratching their heads, Alfonso, at you as well, right? You know, it's just one of those things, same as Chaitanya saying, I'm going to do a film in the context of uh, Indian classical music. You don't question those things. I think that those are part of what I call the seed idea. And there are certain things that you don't betray, certain things that you just stick to because those are the, the, the reason and the point why you're making a film. To go into this world of this, this sacred music, Chaitanya, is that a pressurized situation that um, Sharad finds himself in, in, in fiction in your film? Is that something that sort of bears itself out in classical music in India? I mean, is this argument going on? This idea between purity and that thing. Everyone, everyone in the everyone in kind of the Western tradition has got a favourite forgotten folk singer, you know, that that Bob Dylan once heard in 1964, and is it better than the better than Dylan or something? There is a, there's a shade of that in this, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And but the fun part is that you would find people in the 19th century saying the same thing that this music has been polluted and it's not the same you know so it's not a a new conversation in that sense i was recently reading a book which was only a compilation of quotes you know by magicians from the 18th century 17th century saying that magic is dead you know and and here we are in 2021 uh, having the uh, you know these conversations so and the, the thing with Indian classical music is that there is a very strong influence of religion, of uh, spirituality, and this idea of faith. And it's these specific, uh, you know, aspects of this music which which made made it so interesting for me as a setting to explore. Where there are musicians who literally believe that they are singing this music for God, that this music comes from the gods, and for you to be able to put in that kind of time and effort. You know, and to dedicate a lifetime, you you need to be sort of anchored to this kind of a belief. But of course, they are operating very much within the real world. They are very much concerned about getting foreign tours and concerts, and and it is this 
this sort of you know uh, contradiction this schism and and this living in two two worlds at the same time is what i found uh, so interesting and again if you look at the very essence of it even if you're not a believer in religion or in god you still could have a certain idea of of what you're trying to do and why you're trying to do it and a sense of purpose so but just this just happened to be such a specific subculture and setting uh, you know that 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 gives it its a uh, very unique color and and texture to it and has that been uh, in uh, in sort of indian reviews in uh, in when you've been promoting the, the film in india itself uh, chaitanya has that been brought up have people gone, oh, yes, this this age-old question between, uh, you know, the recording might even, actually recording a concert, as is discussed in, in The Disciple, could take away from it itself. Everything has to be seen live and remembered in folk memory kind of thing. Were these part of, were these part of the critical response to it in India? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there are people who, you know, like musicians who've had a problem with the film as well, you know, because they are like, how can you show someone masturbating in a film about Indian classical music? Oh, there, there are there are uh, teachers who have complained that their business has been affected after this film because students have been demoralized, you know, after <laughs> watching this film. And I and I take these uh, you know things as a compliment, but it's it's really in that sense, you know, an age-old argument. I mean, when newspapers were invented when printing was invented people lamented the death of memory because you had people who memorized books and or you know memorized texts and that and once it started because you know newspapers at some point were the social media of of, of the 20th century where people were you know <laughs> were burying their heads in newspapers so it's it's not really in that sense a a new argument you know you're absolutely right it's it's great these all <laughs> these things spring up in that film i love that that you've uh, there you go single-handedly ruining the oral tradition there <laughs> once again <laughs> um a word that comes from the word disciple is is discipline is from that same root right and and there is something that's that we're all on some sliding scale of how much we can give to something and how much we can kind of believe in the kind of if not the religion of it the sacred nature of it our kind of the time that we have to give to something to perfect it as well i mean you, you seem to be lucky uh Chaitanya, you've done it twice in in as many films so that's that's you sorted but is there something about are you, are you making a comment about the ideas of artistic rigor in this in the disciple Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it, it's not an, an objective interpretation of rigor. My, my idea of artistic rigor is whatever is the standard that you decide for yourself. You know, it is entirely personal, how much you're willing to, to commit and, and what your set idea of being good or being acceptable, whatever that is. And I think you know, every artist is trying to outdo themselves and trying to push themselves a little bit harder. And at some point, everyone probably suffers through some kind of imposter syndrome, you know, except in Indian classical music. Again, it is one of those few uh, disciplines in India where people have actually achieved mastery. There's a very high standard you know, in terms of uh, a benchmark and expectations. And the music is truly very intimidating and very complex, you know. So it so that, again, that, that setting changes the impression of these notions, even the notion of time. Like, for example, you're, you're, you're an artist who's young at the age of 40, you probably start doing your first concert, you know. So this was another aspect that interested me in terms of rigor and discipline is that, 
it takes a whole lot more time than in many other uh, you know uh, fields and, and disciplines yeah i was reminded of kind of one of those very high-end sashimi chefs in tokyo that's only after sort of like working in the restaurant for 30 years is finally allowed to kind of cut the fins off or something you know it's <laughs> the, the idea of rigor is is kind of extreme and 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 kind of beautiful alfonso i wanted to ask you before we go about the idea of about the role of the executive producer, actually, for, for, for listeners of this program who might go, well, actually, what's the what's the relationship? Obviously, you guys are friends and you, you've sort of officially mentored Chaitanya for that Rolex thing back in the day. But what what's for the disciple did you do as executive producer? Is it about sort of ironing out some of those problems of, of, of that we talked about that might come up with people wanting to push the script in a certain direction or the production in a certain direction? No, 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 because he didn't need that. I mean, uh, Chaitanya had complete, complete control with, uh, with Vikram, his uh, producer, uh, an absolute control of the production. And that's something that is her heroic in the context of how they made this film, because you have to understand it's not only... It's an art house film in the context of Bollywood. It's a, an art house film about Indian classical music. It's an art house film about Indian classical music in Marathi. You know, so it's like, uh, it, 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 it's in, in many ways to put together that production is already a challenge. And uh, the way that they put and, and they kept the integrity of the production is, is really heroic. If anything, my besides our creative conversations, I guess that the, it was just about when you've been doing this road, uh, uh, you, you're going through, the, through these paths for so, so many times and so many years, then you, uh, you, know, you, 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 you learn the places where you have to sleep, where you to eat, you know, where to not to stop at all. And that I'm talking about in terms of the root of how you are going to expose the film to the world. It's more about the strategies, uh, decisions, big decisions to make in terms of, of how you're going to present your film, how you're going to, they're pretty much trying to figure out the life that you want for your film. I don't know, Chaitanya, what do you think? I mean, maybe you have another insight. I had a lot of thoughts <laughs> going on in my head while you were talking. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, one thing is to get a film made and then, it, you know, it's, it's something else to put a film out. And I think Alfonso has single-handedly, you know, overseen that and, you know, to the best of his capacity. And, and I think Alfonso lent every single one of his resources, you know, in ensuring that the film has a life. I, and I also must tell you that, uh, you know, he's been with the film when there was nobody else apart from me and the producer, the film's not had a very smooth journey in terms of, you know, uh, putting the film out in the world. We encountered a lot of very racist feedback and very apathetic remarks about the music not being exotic enough or this not being universal enough or blah, 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 blah. And Alfonso was, you know, uh, with the film. I mean, he didn't need the world to tell him that, that you know this this is something uh, worth his time so and we really appreciate that and in terms of the film's life i, I think uh, you know him and uh, him introducing the film to david lindy they've been pretty much you know solely responsible for for the film being introduced to the world
Well, praise be. I mean, it's such a wonderful movie. It really is. It's it's a magical place to be for two hours, and it and it brings up so many, yeah, so many kind of questions and debates, and you know, it, you could fill a notebook with every every single kind of theme that springs from it. It's a very, very, very rich thing, and so thank you both very much, Chaitanya um, Tamani and uh, Alfonso Cuaron for talking us through the disciple. My thanks to Chaitanya Tamani and Alfonso Cuaron and The Disciple is on Netflix right now. Monocle on Culture was, of course, produced by Holly Fisher and I've been Robert Bound. And for the time being, thank you for tuning in.